talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Makes me wiser. Good morning, everybody. The magic button is pushed. Now we are here. Hello, and welcome to Fight Club. Good morning. And I was looking for a little magic, um, magic um, Facebook sign there, Michelle. And I was like, I don't know if I see it. Here it is. Let's do this thing. <laughs> well, good morning. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Happy Tuesday morning to you. As you do know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we're here to help you fight for your business this week. So we're super excited today to go ahead and jump into a few different topics with our guest and be able to excuse me, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, navigate through some areas of business that you might be struggling in. So we're going to talk about marketing, finances, systems and operations, and then employee or your people and culture. So as we go through today, just take take notes, take some um, kind of... Um, kind of heartbeats on where your business is at, I guess you can say, to take a take a note of what you're struggling with. And that way you can be able to, when we do assign homework, be able to jump forward and um, embrace that homework and choose something navigationally wise. Struggling today, guys. But- pulse check. She was looking for pulse check. Pulse I think check. that was Thank the word you. she was looking for. Yeah, <laughs> pulse check. Jump in anytime. <laughs> um, anyway, my name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. I have been working in marketing for about five years now. So I am super excited to say welcome back to Fight Club and welcome to our guest. And I'm so sorry, I forgot your name already. I'm the worst with names. Sure. <laughs> I have, I have one organized mom, but I don't know. <laughs> Heather, Heather. Heather, Heather. I'm going to blame this all on the cold today, Heather. I apologize. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I, I don't offend easily. <laughs> well, Heather, can you give everyone a brief um, rundown of you and your business and your company? Yeah. So my name is Heather Canning and I own a mead service in Jupiter, Florida. Um, we're in South Florida as well. Um, we've been in business for 11 and a half years and we are primarily residential house cleaning. We do dabble in a little bit of commercial, but we're mostly residential house cleaning. Awesome. Well, welcome to Fight Club. We're really excited to have you, Heather. Nice to see you again. I was having trouble Thank with my you. audio before, so I couldn't say hello, but hello. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. <laughs> I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online, and I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also am the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a full-service accounting firm where you can outsource all those accounting tasks that you don't like to do to me and my team. And I'm the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters, a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff in Northern California. And welcome to Fight Club, everybody. Hey there, Heather. Nice to see you again. The last time we saw each other, I think, was in Savannah, maybe? Possibly. That's a long time ago. It was I before know. COVID. It's been pre-COVID, so I, it's, I'm great, great to see you here today. My name is Michelle Myers, and we are co-owner. I am one of the co-owners of Pink Collars. My husband's off camera here somewhere. Um, and we outsource all of your office staff. So whether you need front office or back office support, we can take care of calls and emails and chats and all that crazy stuff that keeps the business running. We can absolutely help you. So welcome, Heather, to Fight Club. You're wearing the pink, so you're in the crew today for sure. <laughs> Yay. I did not know there was a, a signature color. There's not. It happens to be sure. my favorite color. So Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well, we are pink, black. Right. So, so you're in, you're in. And uh, so my name's Martha Woodward and I also own a maid service in a neighboring state as an absentee owner. I co-founded quality driven software and really my passion is helping people build happier workplaces. So I, uh, I won't say I know Heather well, but I know Heather pretty well, and I'm very excited to have you as our guest, Heather. I really appreciate you. Like as you said, the Tuesday after the three day holiday, uh, generous of you to come on and give us your time. 
<laughs> well, listen, we actually, um, we were supposed to return home yesterday and we're visiting friends in Jacksonville and they talked us into staying next year day. So I'm like, okay, but I have to build my day around right now. <laughs> so we're going to head thank home you. after, after this meeting. All right. Well, thank you. It's so cool. Thank you, Heather. <laughs> Thanks for That's having beautiful. us. Thanks for having me. All right, Tay. Oh, well, Heather, you're, you're missing, you're not missing anything down South. It's raining right now. So <laughs> you definitely get to enjoy an extra nice day up there in uh, the Northern part of Florida, but super okay, where exciting. are you located out of Taylor? Uh, we're in West Palm actually. So 30 minutes South of y'all, not even. <laughs> nice. We need to hook Ooh. up. Yes. I actually, <laughs> Damien's been on my butt about cleaning this house. So I think I'm about to hire your company. So <laughs> <laughs> Definitely found my connection for cleaning through a fight club, which is super exciting. <laughs> awesome. Hey, listen, we always need a good power washer too. We do a lot of work with subcontractors. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I want to talk about marketing with you, Heather, and y'all have been in business for a, a little over 11 years. So a lot changes in that time frame. And what I like to talk about with business owners that have been in business for as long as you have is how has your mindset towards marketing changed over time? Have you noticed that you've really dove into certain areas in the beginning of the business that maybe are still, or marketing avenues, I should say, that you're still doing? Or are you more on fully online services, not as much kind of boots on the ground marketing? This is a great question because, you know, obviously as everybody, right, you're a small company and like I would hear about, you know, your advertising budget, what budget? I don't have a budget. I couldn't even afford to pay my bills, let alone marketing bills. Um, So obviously over the years as we've grown, then we've actually came up with a budget and we're able to spend money. Um, So currently, oh my gosh, I love vehicles, but you know, we're teens, right? We're not solos. People don't drive their own cars. So we're able to really put a lot of money into our marketing budget with our vehicles. Um, We have 16 vehicles. So having, you know, big, bold images on those vehicles is what really attracts people. So I love our vehicles. It makes me all tickled inside when people call and say they saw our van driving down the street. Um, I have to tell you, that's all the marketing that we do. Um, Our Google reviews, we have a a lot of Google reviews in our area. So that really carries us right now. Um, I'm actually like involved in the day-to-day with my business right now, even though we're at the size that we're at. It's just unfortunate because we've lost office people, things like that, that have had to kind of put marketing on the back burner. Um, But I cannot wait to get back into it because that's really like my area. That's like my job. Fun. So then um, as far as, um, so let's talk about branding then, since that's kind of what you're referencing is your, your business's brand is really what's represented you in the Jupiter area. Um, what distinguishes your brand from someone else's? What's something that you can kind of say is really signature to your cleaning company compared to someone else in Jupiter, Florida? Gosh, you know what? I think um, trust and communication, like, I'm sorry, there's a lot of uh, commotion going on in the background. Uh, <laughs> trying to get the lighting. Um, you know, nobody knows what we do, right? The name of my company is One Organized Mom. And I started the business with myself. I never in a million years would have thought we'd grown into where we are today. So I really loved organizing. I never thought that cleaning would take over and it did. So I really struggled with that. Like, do I rebrand my name? But I really started to realize that it opened the door for conversation. Because if I was like one mom and a maid, like, you know what I do, right? Because it's a maid service. Um, but it really opens the door because I wear one organized mom shirts everywhere. And like, oh, I love your shirt. Wow. Are you really a one organized mom? I'm like, well, we clean houses. Oh my gosh, I need a house cleaner. You know, so I really embrace the name of our company, even though nobody knows what we do. And we just really built around there. Um, we were very fortunate. A couple of years ago, we went into a photo shoot and that's what really like catapulted our branding to a whole other um, world, really. Um, my daughter, her name is um, Emma, but the character's name is Betty. So on all of our cars, our printed material, our website, um, we did a photo shoot and just were is able to brand her all over everything. Wow, that's amazing. So we're actually going into our second photo shoot with her um, next Tuesday. So I'm very excited. 
Awesome. So it definitely sounds, I, the curiosity is definitely what's catching the brand name. The, the one organized mom is, you know, what is that? What, what do y'all do? And it prompts those questions to start flowing from potential clients. So, and you're right, it can open different doors, different avenues to whichever direction you want to go. Um, so it's definitely a, a piece of branding that some people tend to, they want to stick with like the basics. Like if I, I relate to power washing, cause that's what we do, but with power washing, people are always like, oh, pressure cleaning, power washing, power cleaning, like those have to be in the name. And they don't have to. I mean, you can be able to work your name, your business into a way that develops a brand that's intriguing and curious, like curious and wants users to come and take a look at who you are and find out more about what your company does. So always keep that in the back of your mind. I really appreciate you talking about that today, Heather, because that is something that not a lot of business owners really think about outside the box of. So that's really awesome that you decided to stick with that brand and keep moving forward with it. And I really love that your daughter's involved too. That's, I love family stuff as well. (laughs) You know, about four, maybe five years ago, we hired somebody to rebrand us and they went to like a teal and a white. It was really modern. We were doing our website and it was like gray. It was really, you know, light colors, but it was modern, like what everybody was doing. And my husband, who was also in the business with me, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, we look like everybody else. We don't want to look like everybody else. Like we're loud. We're obnoxious. Like that's just who I am. If you guys know me, that's who I am. Right. That needs to reflect everything that we do. So we totally stopped doing everything. We redid everything and we just went a different avenue with everything. And it's really paid off for us. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so glad you stuck to your roots because that's, it's really what your company and your brand and your, you know, culture, everything is developed around Mm -hmm. what you started within your, you know, your roots of who you are and what you wanted to build and being able to, you can sometimes have rebranding and it can work. I don't want to dis completely dis rebranding, but you still want to make sure you have those pieces of the core of who your company is throughout that rebranding. And if you're not seeing that, then it's, it's definitely good to pump the brakes and make sure you go back to those roots. So and, and, you know, we did rebrand. It just wasn't in the avenue that we were going down that, you know, we said, okay, stop. This is not where you want to be. And listen, we, we live in our service area. And I know that every business is completely different. Again, we have teams, we have the vehicles. So many years ago, remember when I said that we didn't have that budget, we had magnets that we stuck on the side of our cars. I don't even remember what I paid $11 off a uh, Vista print. And I only ordered them when they were 50% off because I'm cheap. And um, that's what we used. And then we got a little bit busier. We got a little money in the bank. And then we redid the back windows and it had all like our phone number and our name. And then we got a little bit more money in our bank. And then we did the side, you know, with vinyl down the side, you know, because not everybody has three grand of pop down on, on a car wrap. Um, so we just kind of evolved over time. And it is, it's, it's marketing, taking those pieces and building the time to make sure you're allowing the company to grow and the brand to grow. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much for sharing Heather. I'm going to go ahead and pass you off to Megan. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm getting a little bit of heart palpitations because as I shared on the show, I'm in the middle of rebranding Jeff likes clean windows from our 13 year old brand that I bought off of Oh, I don't know, some logo website 13 years ago, and I did all the colors and all the fonts, and we still have our magnets 13 years later, a very big company, and we still rock our Vistaprint 50% off magnets all over the trucks. Um, so you're making me excited and nervous to see how that all comes together. You know, it's um, funny, like over the years, we've had so many business cards, and people have been sending in some of the old business cards from way back in the day, so I have them in my office, like on this little picture hanging on my wall. Of, you know, how we've evolved over the years. Oh, that's a really good idea. I love that. I totally want to do that. Our first ones were like handyman cards uh, for Jeff. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So I was hoping to talk to you a little bit about how you have come out of COVID because I feel like it was really fun to watch you during COVID. I mean, you you did great publicity during COVID. You did great education during COVID. I feel like you really strengthened as a brand during COVID. And um, in your bio that you shared with us, you mentioned something about how you are a better company coming out of COVID. And I feel like we have a lot of listeners that can probably relate to that. I mean, we I'm in, I'm in Vegas right now and it is completely open. It is so eerie to think that like, 
there's even a pandemic going on. And I was here during, I've been here during COVID. I've seen you in Vegas before COVID, but it, to me, it's like an indicator that things are really starting to open up. And um, I think our economy is really starting to come back. And I think this, these CDC guidelines about masks has really kind of changed the way people are feeling about COVID. So it seems like an appropriate week to talk about your company and how it's different than a year and a half ago. And if you could just share some of your favorite takeaways, that would be wonderful. Um, like, what are some of the things that you that you let go and you're not bringing back? My gosh, we only have an hour on this call. This is so bad. I know, I okay, but say. give me like give me like the top one that comes to mind, and then maybe we'll go to a second one. And in my head, it's going to be finance related, probably. But okay, so I'm so glad that you're the one asking me this question because it's going to say I'm going to tell you money. Um, listen, we're a large company, you know, I don't even know what we did last year. How sad is that? But we did more than the year before. So we were not ever shut down. Um, I will tell you through when COVID hit, um, I knew I would still have a business after COVID. I did not know what it looked like. I did not know if we have an office. I didn't know if we had company cars, but I know that I'm a survivor. Like I will do whatever it takes to keep my business up and running. So I knew that going into it. So it didn't scare me as much, but I did dive into daily calls with other business owners and we really collaborated and we really helped each other out. And I think that's a huge contributor as to what got me through it. But I'll also tell you for the money piece, um, okay, listen, I, I don't like to read. I hate reading books, but you know, you're profit first, profit first. So like, okay, I have to pick this book up and read it, right? I think it was after QDS last year. Um, I read like the first four chapters and I'm like, okay, done. If you don't get what I need out of the first four chapters, I'm just not going to get anything out of the book. So I kind of did my own version of it and we have money in the bank. And it's like, we just went through this pandemic and it's like, we are so healthy and I am so excited. You know, I just bought my first house ever. I'm 47 years old. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And I did that in the pandemic. So I'm like, I'm really proud of that. Um, so I think really following some of those fundamentals and opening up those accounts, you know, we saved a huge amount of money for our taxes at the end of the year. Um, you know, I always looked at my uh, main checking account as like the health of our business. I'm like, oh, you know, I got 10 grand in there. Oh, I could buy this. I can buy that. And by the time payroll came along, I had not enough money to pay payroll. I had to take money out of savings or out of my um, loan account. So that was really hard for me. And now I'm like, whoa, I can save money. and I don't even feel it. Like I take, there's so much money just automatically gets transferred out of that checking account, goes into all these accounts. And I'm like, how do we have $27,000 in our tax account? Like I didn't even feel the paid. So if anybody has not read that book, like at least read the first four chapters. I'm like, and my jaw is like down because I did not set her up to answer that. I did not coach her through that. I didn't even know that Heather has implemented Profit First since I saw her last. But holy freaking smokes, that is way better than I was expecting. Um, yep. And I think that was a beautiful testimonial for how Profit First is intended to work. The idea is... Yeah. I have to tell you one more thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, so my please, oldest go daughter ahead. is going off to college in the fall. And we knew, she, obviously, you know, last summer I had to start doing something. I budgeted money to send her to an in-state college. And she's now going to Syracuse University, which was not in our budget. But, you know, I took that, that whole philosophy and then I took like just $250 every time I got paid, $250 just goes into my account every week. And I've saved up enough money for her to go to college in less than a year. And I cannot believe that I have done that because I am not a saver. I don't, I've never learned how to save my whole entire life and like what that has done for me and my family has been amazing. Oh my oh, God, Heather, it. you can't just, I you love can't just that. pop in these little things. You're like, yeah, I bought my first house. Yeah, my <laughs> daughter's going to Syracuse. Yeah, I'm able to afford it. Like all of those things are happy dance, like amazing, mm-hmm. amazing life moments. And you did it during a pandemic. Yeah. That's, that's and listen, it's such an awesome thing, right? But it's like, I don't take the time to like say, hey, way to go. I'm just on to the next thing. Okay, what's next? No, but I am the queen of making you celebrate because if we don't, and Profit First actually talks about that. You have to celebrate every quarter. You can't just move on to the next thing. Like you have to have that celebration because that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And it's brilliant. Um, There are a couple of you that I know that did this during COVID. Like there's not very much money coming in. There's not very much money in the bank. So what's it going to hurt if we just try Profit First right now with fewer dollars? Let's just give it a shot. Let's throw some spaghetti at the wall. 
And, and when I give the talk that Heather heard, I say, the reason you should implement profit first is stacks of money. And that's like my, that's my like selling pitch is stacks of money. And Heather just gave you living proof of the stacks of money. But what happens is there's this psychology game where you're checking your checking account balance and there's not that much money in there. So you're, you're reducing your spending behavior because your checking account is limited. It's constricted. You have intentionally hidden money from yourself. And I love it when my husband, he's always like, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like, I don't see it. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. Profit first hides it from you. I have hidden all of the money from you in the tax account and in the owner's draw account and in the profit account. And he loves the first of the quarter. That is his favorite. So one month from today will be his favorite day of the quarter because then he gets to see the stacks of money. The rest of the time he doesn't, he doesn't see it. So that's brilliant, Heather. I'm so excited for you. If you were listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not as cool as Heather. I didn't start a year ago or, you know, 15 months ago. And I, you know, it's too late. Things are too crazy. She has a big business. She never shut down. There's no time like today, like the present. And please use Heather's testimonial to tell you why. Like the difference is not knowing how much money you have to make payroll versus having enough to save for a house having enough to send your daughter to an amazing school. Congratulations to her, by the way. Very, very exciting for you guys. Um, And also what I'm hearing from you is that breathing room I love to talk about. Like when I read this book, I heard it and heard, you know, what like the whole thing is about and how to save money. I was just like, there's no way I can do it. There's no way I can do it. Listen, we owed like $50,000 in debt. We had a $20,000 line of credit on our business that we were maxed out on. All of our credit cards were maxed like, and this was just pre-COVID. This is a year and a half ago. You know, we had no savings account. We had no, we had nothing. And to see that what we've been able to make a difference in, in a year is, I mean, listen, if I can do that, anybody can. And that's no exaggeration. I kind of just want to like mic drop right now and just can we in the no, show and just be like, everybody go implement <laughs> profit first. And thanks, Heather. You're an inspiration. <laughs> like that was, that's amazing. You two need to go on the road, like yeah. together in at ISSA or something because you know, Megan comes from the, from the tactical side of it, but to have the practical side of it is amazing. And that's so cool, Heather. I'm so happy for you. Like I'm trying not to tear up. That is so cool. (laughs) I know it's awesome. It really is. It is. It's great. And I had no idea. I thought you were going to say like, I don't know, you know, we increased our average ticket or I don't know, something dorky, but that was amazing. Oh, 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 do we want to go down that road? Okay. (laughs) I'm not creative. Um, I'm pretty honest. I'm not going to blow smoke up anybody's rear end, but I will tell you, owning my business for 11 and a half years, I was afraid of money. I was afraid to raise rates. I was afraid that people would not value what I did enough. So I literally had people paying us $28 an hour to clean their house. And again, this is less than a year ago, okay? My operations manager of five years left me. Um, some other things happened in my business. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to come back from this? It's like, oh my God, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to face the music. But you know what? You wake up, you dust your boots off and you go do what you got to do, right? So I started looking at stuff in a completely different way that I never had before. Um, the software that we use lets me show like all of these things that, what people were paying. And I started to get creative and how to do it. So every week I would go down and I'd run this report. Okay, this is what I'm billing out, but this is what they're actually paying. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to make money. I need my company to be healthy. I need to be able to get through this pandemic. I need to pay people more money. So guess what? I raised my rates. And I didn't look back. If somebody didn't value what we did, you know, yes, I'm raising $8 an hour per man hour. I didn't care. Because people, I had a long like long cancellation list of people that wanted to pay $55 an hour for my services. And I have people over here that I'm charging $28 and $30. Like I'm losing money. It wasn't a good business choice. I said, bye. I said, thanks for being here for eight years. Thanks for sticking through me. And we'll be here for you when you want to come back, but you're going to have to pay the new rate. And I can tell you that was probably a life-changing moment as a business owner to face my fears and not be afraid of people not valuing what I do. There's so many people out there that want to pay $20 an hour and that's totally okay. They're just not for me. 
They're never going to value what we do. And just really like taking that in and encompassing that changer. Changed, changed my business. Like our average ticket has gone through the roof, what we charge out. And you know what? We make mistakes for human. And like, I heard somebody say this as a business like four years ago, like he would just say, yeah, we do an okay job. And I told my clients that, and you know what, this is what it is. And this is, you know, I was like, wow, that's so ballsy. And you know what? I love talking to clients over the phone and I tell them, you know what? We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. We're human. We're going to forget a toilet. We're going to leave crumbs on the floor. And they're like, wow, I can't believe you just said that. I'm like, that's who I am. I'm going to tell you right now, setting expectations up front. We do a really good job at what we do. Oh, and by the way, I put my employees first, not you. I have no shame in the game in telling my clients that. It is literally, even my business manager, she's like, oh my God, who is this person? Like, I don't even recognize you. I'm like, I don't know, but I like it. We are getting dangerously close to Michelle's toes. And I'm watching Michelle like, Chomp. She's so excited, but let me just finish this thought. And then I'm going to let Heather talk to both of you. Cause this is amazing. Um, Heather, you're very dynamic and charismatic. It's very fun to talk to you just in case nobody's told you that lately. Like this is very fun. Um, uh, so I want to just finish that thought because I think it's really relevant right now as we move towards Martha's conversation about people. Um, if you have a waiting list, if you do not have enough staff members to service your clients, now is the time to evaluate your pricing because you might be paying to go work for somebody as opposed to getting paid so that you can pay your staff to go work for somebody. So doing that analysis of what Heather just did, and she's talking about during COVID, I'm talking about right now, today, during this hiring crisis, if you have people that want to give you money and you don't have enough labor force to support those people, you need to raise your prices. This is the time to do that. And you need to take a really hard look at those longtime clients. And it's hard and I get it. And Heather says it was stressful, but, and I'm not going to even touch the putting in place first. Cause that is totally Martha's territory. And Michelle, <laughs> I can tell she's got some really brilliant systems questions for you. So I'm going to, I'm going to just end there. But if you, if you have a waiting list, that is your permission. Heather just gave you permission. And she told you the result of that to raise your prices. I have to tell you really quick. Um, I don't think I really knew anybody in this whole industry until like four years ago. Actually, I went to a QDS and I didn't even realize I was going to QDS. I heard Debbie Sardone's name and I thought she was like like the guru of cleaning, which I she is. But my husband and I flew out to San Diego and attended a one-day workshop with her that was, you know, on QDS. And again, I had no idea of this world. And I remember her saying in that one-day seminar, um, if you have a waiting list, you need to raise your rates. And that just, it played in my head over and over again. And I'm like... What what are they going to do? Say no. It's the only thing they can do. And then you know what? When they say no, and I really have this huge kickback, then okay, then we'll lower it. So I literally went up ten dollars more an hour on all new services all across the board. Ten dollars an hour, and guess what? People were signing up. People were signing up, and I still have a wait list after I've already quoted them that it's I'm going to charge them two hundred and fifty dollars to clean their house once a week, and I still have a waiting list. Why am I still so encouraging 180 for somebody else? Awesome. So good. So good. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. That took longer, but that was worth it. I hope. <laughs> Michelle, all yours. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Heather, you mentioned software and reports. So tell us what you're using so people that are listening can hear all the goodness that you're using because you're running a big business. So what you, what are you using? Um, so going back to four years ago, I think we did about $700,000 before I knew about anything going on in this world. And I only say that because this is where your mouths are going to draw. We did it all on pen and paper. Ah! I know. I know. It's, it's, I was stupid. Uh, Clearly you've gotten this conversation. (laughs) I was very naive. Um, so, I mean, we're talking everything. Like iCalendar is how I ran my schedule off my employees. Wow. Um, and then we discovered Service Autopilot. Loved it. We super user, got to know Martha off of uh, one of those, you know, intimate classes. Um, and about right before COVID, we transitioned over to Maid Central. Okay, great, great. And how do yeah. you like it? How do you like it? Because it's very specific to the cleaning industry. And I noticed on your services, you do more than just cleaning. Are you able to use, you know, Made Central to do the other services like Home Watch and, you know, mm-hmm. 
vacation rental and all of that. Can you put it all in there? Yes. Yeah. We actually do a lot of subcontracting work too. We hire out subs for carpet cleaning and window cleaning and power washing. Um, We used to just give them all the business and literally the last three months, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm missing a lot of money here. There's a lot of money left on the table, right? Wow. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're making anywhere to 50 to $120 per subcontractor job. Okay. So tell me how you're doing that. What's the system for that? Because a lot of people could absolutely do that. How are you making that up? Um, So we have subcontractors that we've just called them and said, Hey, here's a lead for you. And they want to have their carpets clean or they want to have their windows clean. And um, we just started making the calls for them. And they said, listen, I just want you to take care of it. I just want to, what's happening in Florida right now. And I'm sure Taylor will back me up on this. People are moving down here. Like I've never seen before. They're flooding our area from up North because nobody wants to live up North for whether it's politics, the weather, COVID, who knows? And they don't care. There's like, take care of it. I don't want, I want to call one person and I want that one person to take care of everything for me. So after like the third time, I'm like, Hmm, I need to start making money off of this and I'll do 20, 30% of the job. So we have subcontractors that we work with for many years and just call them and we work it. We get the pricing. And I put a little bit of buffer there in case the price goes a little bit more. And um, we build it right into our system, um, what gets paid out versus what, you know, we bill out. That's epic. Do you schedule them as well through Service Autopilot mm-hmm. or Make Central? Sorry. So you're Make Central or do um, you, you do? No, unfortunately not. Um, I do but, have to yeah. have a sheet and it has to get all written up because then it goes to my um, business manager for accounting purposes. And we also use QuickBooks Online. Um, yeah. Okay. I love it. I'm obsessed with the fact that you do these other services too. I mean, I know that most cleaning companies don't do like mother's helper, home watch, vacation rental, and some of these other things. How did that all happen? How did that evolve? Because I'm sure that's probably something different than most other cleaning companies. How has it evolved? Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a <laughs> tough question. Um, listen, I'm just like, I adapt very well. And when I see that need, I'm now like my mind is all about, okay, where's the money? Because now I have all this money in the bank. How can I get more? How can I get more? And that's really how it has evolved. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I also noticed while I was on your website, because I always stock everyone's website, like before they're a guest, um, you have a contact form about pricing. How does that process work on the office side like when you the contact form comes in like who processes that and what happens for the customer what's their their expectation and are you seeing more of those versus phone calls or are they similar how have you seen that change in the last year or so okay so it's funny because if people contact us the website it's usually that's the channel they want to be contacted back right like if somebody texts you they want to be texted back if they email you they want to be emailed back um, right now, like we can't keep up with supply and demand. Like we can't call the people back fast enough. They're calling wow. us saying, I put a quote in like over the weekend. I don't even know how many quotes Whoa. we got in. We're not gonna be able to get through them all today. And I struggle with this a great deal. Like people say, you know, put your price on the website, get your prices out there. People need to know their prices. Yeah. They feel like they're duped. If not, we're really high in our area. We are probably one of the highest price cleaning companies out there. I totally get it but I can sit here all day long telling you why I'm worth it. Um, so I do struggle with putting my prices on my website. Now, with that being said, I have a lot of uh, bottom feeders, if you will. I have, you know, I'm sure <laughs> competitors are, you know, trying to look and see what we bill out. We have a lot of people who still only think that we're going to charge them $20 an hour. Um, I want to put it on my website so they'll see it because when they get sticker shocked, don't waste my time. Don't waste my office time. Don't pick up the phone and call us. Because I took three quotes the other day and it took me two hours to go through. Now I booked them, but you had to go through the whole process. It's time consuming, right? Um, So right now how our system is, and it's not a great system, um, but we're not hooked up to like the quote to our software system. So we do have to manually put that in, but it's working for us right now. Yeah. And you can move to that in the future if you feel like it's necessary. I love putting prices on there. Doug was in Florida listening to Marcus Sheridan the other day. And he's like, if you don't have your price on your website, you're losing a lot of people because it's really so much easier because then the people that actually push the button and follow through are your customer. 
period. You don't have to worry about any bottom feeders or anybody just price shopping because they're, they already see it and it's done and it's over and they're, they're decided. So, okay, cool. I love all this insight. Thank you so much. And thank you for mentioning Mate Central. I, we've worked with them in the past. I like Mate Central. I think it's got a ton of cool tools. So I'm going to put a little link up to see um, if people are interested in checking it out. So awesome. Listen, you, you know what? Going to software, like any software that you use, I mean, going from nothing, going to service autopilot, which is a huge, robust system, um, and then transferring over, it's a it's a nightmare. It's a lot of work. It's a huge lift. I mean, we went a year over a year ago, and we're still, you know, the whole thing is still evolving. The system is growing. Um, so we're still learning new things every day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to give you to Martha. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm yelling at my kids because they're making too much noise in the background. Over here. <laughs> That's okay. Welcome to being online. <laughs> oh, Now, Heather, you get Made Central to link up with QDS, and that would be awesome. <laughs> um, hey, so talk about, let's talk about putting employees first. And, you know, when you were talking with Megan, I thought, you know, I did not raise our prices at the start of the pandemic because we actually in, in our rural area, you know, I think Florida was Florida and Texas were probably the more, you know, I'm just going to keep going, living life. You know, I'm not afraid of this as much as some of the other states. And um, Oklahoma at the beginning was very skittish. So we had a lot. And I think, you know, I think that's when I realized, oh, we have a lot of elderly clients, you know. (laughs) And um, so we did lose people at the beginning. And then, you know, of course, after they had to clean their house a few times, they were like, okay, I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. But um, I raised prices when, oh, it was probably three months ago when we're having so, we have more than enough work, but not more than enough people. And so, you know, I remember telling my office manager, hell yeah, we're raising prices because I can't, I mean, I can't schedule anybody. So why not raise prices for our current clients and any new clients? And, you know, there was, there's a lot of factors. I mean, the higher minimum wage, it's coming. And so, you know, this gave me a really good excuse to, in a big way, be able to prepare for that. So we raised prices across the board, not $10 an hour, but uh, $4 an hour. And we turned around and then are able to raise our hourly wage. And then, you know, I'm a big believer in here's our hourly raise wage. But then what I did is my bonuses, like our attendance bonus and our productivity bonus, I bumped those up uh, quite a bit. So you, you know, a new employee could come in and make, well, with bonuses, $3 $3 an hour more than they were making before. So anyway, for people listening, you know, what Heather's talking about is, um, is exactly right. I mean, so many people have more clients coming in than they can get on the schedule, but they haven't done what you've done, Heather, and they haven't raised their prices. And if you need a reason the reason that you said is I'm going to put my employees first. And this is a great way to be able to do offer some systems that you can't give. It's sorry. (laughs) Um, But expand on that. Like what have you done? Uh, Not that you didn't put your employees first in the past, but I'm hearing a shift in the mindset. 
and that maybe it's not your mindset so much, but you are, um, it's like first and foremost, and it has to be with our employee situation. So So let me just tell you, this is my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm so glad that we saved all this time for last. Okay. Um, However, I am going to correct you about Texas and Florida. And hey, I hope that you back me up on this is, you know, Florida got a bad rap for all of this, but guess what? Everybody's flooding our state from all over the country. And it's all the people that are moving here that didn't want to follow in line with everything. So I don't think it's always, you know, the people living here. I just need to clarify that. Oh, yeah, um, sure. You're right. <laughs> Listen, um, we did not raise rates. We did not raise rates until probably February. So I don't want you to think that we raised rates, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic or anything like that. Um, and actually, I'm a really big believer in copying other people's crap. Okay. I am not an originator. I don't like think of all these wonderful ideas. I love to take ideas from other people, what they're doing and kind of like put our spin on it. So we have a water delivering company that delivers water to us. And guess what? They had to raise their rate because of COVID. And I love the letter. So I took the letter kind of took it apart and put our spin on it. Uh And, you know, it was was awesome. I love the letter. Um, So as far as employees, um, I never heard that C word, the culture word until four years ago when I got into this whole, you know, this whole thing, RC and everything as a culture, like, it's not like culture club, like a group, like I never (laughs) like in my, you know, my life, I never had thought about culture in the workplace. Um, So I really have been really invested in the last four years in building our culture. Um, in Florida, I think our minimum wage is like eight eighty five or something insane. Um, we always start off at twelve, and but they've passed it that they're going to raise it. I think to fifteen by like twenty twenty five or something like that. So I knew that I had to get ahead of it. We already saw that people, my competitors, are hiring people at a higher rate. Like some people hire at twenty dollars an hour, but you have to be an independent contractor. You have to have your own insurance. You have to drive your own car. So I'm like, okay, what can we do? So then we needed to start hiring people at a higher dollar amount. So I really like, listen, I just said before that, you know, we have all this money in the bank, but it's not my money. Like, right. Like I need to do things that are going to position my company that it's going to be even better next year. Um, So, you know, we're trying to project out, okay, so now we just wasted it to $13 an hour. So then next year, how's it going to look when I have to go to 14 to be able to get ready for that $15 mark? Um, you know, it's funny that you said about um, bonuses. Um, no offense. I do not like the B word. I don't like bonuses. Um, I read a book a couple of years ago, Drive by Danielle Pink. Um, and it really changed my the, my whole trajectory and how I think about bonuses. Um, I know a lot of people bonus off of productivity and, you know, whether people show up to work every day and on time. I feel like that's a paycheck. Um, so we just don't do bonuses in my company. So instead, um, we went a different route and we hire people. And then after 30 days, they get a raise after 90 days, they get a raise and every six months going forward. At that same time, we also um, made up levels in the field. So there's eight positions now in the field that every time that they level up, they're taking on more responsibility, they're making more money. So that that's how we show the growth within our company. And that has worked tremendously for us. Like I want people to make more money and it's a hundred percent on them. Um, we also, at the same time, redid our evals. So it's not, you know, I feel that Martha does this and I feel that Martha needs to do that. It's not that at all. It's a hundred percent on them. We post them, we laminate them. They see what's going to be graded. They have to have field tests, three field tests, like each eval on their productivity, their scorecards. If they call in sick, it's the deduction of points. Like I want to hit them hard. I don't want call outs, schedule time off. It's like, everything that we've had problems in the past, we kind of built it into our evals and that's how it's really made a huge turnaround in our business. Yeah. And you, we have very similar systems. Um, You just do it in a different way. Like, you know, when you have the eight levels, that's really kind of your bonus system built into levels. And I do a mixture of that. Like, behind me is the the levels and like you say the the secret sauce is that they know exactly how they can qualify for more money or more benefits you know that's a secret sauce however you deliver it 
And uh, so that's really cool. And um, so, you know, initially I wanted to talk to you about recruiting and we're not going to have a ton of time for that, but is there, because I know you've always really excelled in your recruiting process and uh, people look to you about, what are you doing, Heather? What, you know, how's it so successful, blah, blah, blah. So is there any tips and tricks, anything that you find is working really well for you in this crazy time? Um, how have you adjusted? How have you pivoted with the higher so, so excited you asked me this question because I this just happened today. So before pandemic, we were getting six, about 600 applicants. A, a month. So listen, we, we had the pickings of amazing staff. Yeah. Um, I only hired through Indeed in the past. Um, I have been getting two or three applicants a day, mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. And I'm spending about $1,500 a month on Indeed. Now, listen, even for a size like me, that is like a hard pill to choke down. Yeah. So um, I did something over the weekend. I just did a new ad on Indeed and I like 12 hours, I checked it out and I had like 10 applicants. I was like, what the heck? Another 12 hours with 15. I woke up this morning, had 25 freaking resumes in my Indeed box. I was like, what, what, what just happened? Am, am I like on camera, camera? I was like, what? I made one little tiny shift in, in my ad and I, I don't know if it's a fluke, but three days in a row to have those numbers has been insane. So pre-pandemic, um, we made our people jump through at least five hoops on fire. I mean, really, truly, like <laughs> 600 applicants, I might have five people that actually followed the steps, went right. through everything and, and were hireable every month, right? I couldn't do that anymore. I'm getting two applicants, sometimes nothing a day that I, I had to remove a lot of hoops. I mean, we're talking people even did a disc assessment before you even came in and interviewed with me. Yeah. Everything. We have a huge presentation that we show you the good, the bad, the ugly about the job. Anytime that we had any type of pain in an employee, that's where I look to change our system because yes. I didn't want to repeat that pain. Yes. You know, I had one woman come to me three days into the job, three days. You know, you, we all know how expensive it is to have a new hire, three days. I can't do this. My body can't do it. What do you mean? I told you how hard it was. We, we yeah. walked through this. What else could I have done? You could ask me if I had bad bones. I'm like, well, okay, I can't legally ask you that. But hmm, what else can I do? So we build it into our half an hour presentation. Listen, I legally cannot ask you if you have anything wrong, but if you have a bum knee, a bad back, a hurt elbow, anything that gives you pain, you really need to think really long and hard about taking a labor job. This is not going to be a good fit for you. I say about us not being a good fit for you probably 20 times through the process yeah. because I need them to think. I will no longer hire anybody on the spot anymore. I don't care if we're in DEFCON 5 of having to hire people. I will cancel off clients rather than bring somebody in that is just going to suck life out of my business for one day. Um, I I just want to do it. So if somebody walks into my office and I love them, I don't care. I don't care. I won't hire them anymore because they never work out when you hire them on the spot. They, it, I don't know why it just does not happen. I think people only show you what they want you to see until they get the job and then they fizzle out and become the biggest dud ever. So I have them now go home. Here's my business card. Go home. I need you to just really take in everything that, you know, we've gone over through this last hour or whatever. And listen, if you want the job, call me. People are like, well, when you want me to call you, you can call me in the day, but you have to go home and think about it. I don't want you to just say yes and take the job. Yeah. And sometimes people just don't call. And you know what? I'm really okay with that. In the beginning, yeah, my feelings were hurt. Now I'm like, thank you so much for saving me money. Um, background checks, huge. It's widely important for our company. If you have any theft, any um, drug charges, um, I just won't touch you with a 10-foot pole. I just can't. They're too much of a liability and a risk. So we do all of that, um, obviously, before, ahead of time. Um, but yeah, listen, I just had to really scale back my thing. So I'm really excited. I'm going to mispronounce it, but it's Calumly. Did I say that right? Calumly. Um, a buddy of mine just turned me on to it. Dan Smith. Um, he has a made company. I think near you, Martha. Yeah. Um, so people go in and just schedule their own interviews and I love it. It hooks right up to my Google calendar. The only bad thing is we'll schedule a meeting a half an hour before I have another meeting that's off site. So it gets a little dicey, um, but I really <laughs> having a lot of success. And you know what? If you don't want to follow the rules, you don't want to click on it. That's okay. You're just not for me. Well, so good. Tip, you when you schedule your meeting off site, just put in travel time. 
And uh, when you schedule that and then Calendly won't schedule during that time. So that'll save you some. Yeah. I just haven't been able to go in and adjust anything. So I have to just call them. Like last Tuesday I had a hair appointment. I'm like, I can't take this interview. I have to go get my hair done. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Priorities. That was great. Well, I hope, I hope the trend keeps going with all these new applicants and so forth. I know with Indeed, it is crucial to, like you say, even if you make a little (laughs) one or two word change, it is crucial to update your ad on a regular basis. Um, I know Blue Skies Recruiting talks about doing it weekly, just Mm -hmm. Because then, you know, it's something with the algorithm with... You stay relevant. You stay relevant up yeah. to the top, 100%. Yeah. Um, listen, anybody can go on Indeed and look up One Organized Mom and see the current ad that we're running. You will see that it talks nothing about the job. It's all about what you're going to get coming to work for me. It's not about cleaning dirty toilets. It's not having a positive attitude. Um, listen, I need to hook them to get them in my door. Because once they're in the door, like, I can do the rest. Um, and that's really worked for us. I have little red hearts all over indeed. Um, I don't know how I'm still able to get away with it. Other people in other markets say they get flagged for it. We haven't gotten flagged for it. Um, two days ago I went in and when you do your budget, you know, you can do like, it tells you like $20 a day or whatever. And it says simple next to it. It says advance. And then you can pay cloth cost per click. I did 50 cents a click and that tiny change has brought in 40 applicants. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. Great tip. All right. Thank well, you. we could clearly go on <laughs> forever, but we may have to have Heather part two in the future. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. Can I, can I give one plug for something that Jeff's been doing that's been working really well, uh, which is Hire Who. So Heather, if you're super stoked about Calendly, We've been doing Hire Who, and that has automated pretty much the entire process that you just described, completely plugged into Indeed. And Jeff is delighted. We've been on a pretty remote road trip for like over a week, and he has had three self-scheduled interviews where they have um, filtered themselves in and out, and they're teed up and ready for us when we get home. Um, And so that's just a a small plug for something that we've been using that we love. And I know Michelle is like nodding because it's automation, (laughs) and it's been brilliant. I love it. I use that as well. And you can, you can integrate all those things you're using, all the things you're using Calendly, you know, your recruiting video, your Indian yep. ads and your budget spend. It just, but it plugs it all in together and makes it really nice and easy. And for us, like when we go on these long road trips where we're not connected to the internet, it's always like this, like whoa, that's the secret sauce, right? Like when we were able to do <laughs> estimates without being home or we were able to schedule interviews without being home, that is amazing. So Hire Who has been a lifesaver for the past week. Okay, so I have to ask again, it's Hire, H-I-R-E, and is it W-H-O? W-H-O. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Dominique Williams owns that company. And he awesome. owns a cleaning company. So he he knows mm-hmm. your industry, our industry, absolutely. Yeah, Yep. There's another one out there, uh, Woot Recruit. And those are also people in our industry. So just to give them a plug as well. I I haven't used that one, but I'm sure it's very similar. I like to keep it in the family. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on vacation and then adjusting yeah. your schedule. So uh, your family's probably going, mom, come on, let's go. Uh, so they are, they're bugging me right now. Um, another thing that we do too, just really quick is um, we do model home cleaning. And um, I know I'm like just making this little plug at the very end. So maybe the next time we come back um, and have coffee talk together, because that's a really um, lovely little marketing ploy in there too. Well, and it sounds it sounds like an easier job for the staff. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And a little bit more lucrative. Mm. Well, that's always a plus. So, all right. I like it. Well, we have a quote for the day, and I will 
And so I'll give you all the props, oh, Heather, and some homework. Oh, let's do homework. I forgot about homework. That's right. <laughs> homework. We can't let them slide without homework. <laughs> homework first day, please. Awesome. Well, I have a grumpy pug. So I, for marketing homework, um, what I want you to do is take a look at your vehicle branding, since we did talk a lot about vehicle branding with Heather today. And see where you're at in that vehicle branding process. Are you like, you know, Heather and Megan both said, are you at the Vistaprint 50% off magnet phase? Are you moving to back windows being, um, you know, lettered with contact information and website and logo? Or are you at the point where it's a full vehicle wrap? You know, what does your company fleet look like at this point? And how are you planning to work that into your budget moving forward to progress that marketing and that branding out on the roads while your teams are working? So that's your marketing homework this week is look at your vehicle branding and see what your progress, what stage in the progress you're at right now and how you're going to work that into your budget moving forward. I feel like I've been failing on homework lately, but I'm going to give two assignments. Choose your own ending. I'm sorry. But uh, one, if you've not read Profit First, you have to just do it this week and re-listen to Heather's testimonial about, I mean, that was completely unscripted. Nobody from Profit First coached her through that. That was her personal experience of implementing Profit First in her business and in her family. So if you've not done it, like just this week, do it. Just knock it out. It's amazingly entertaining on audio. Listen to the audio book or read the book, or do Heather's hack and just read the first four chapters. Now, if you are a profit first person and you just heard me say that, I didn't actually say that. Heather said that. I was just repeating what she <laughs> said. But yeah, read the book. Okay, if you've already done Heather, uh, Heather's you know, profit first strategy and you're already seeing the stacks of money in your bank account, then your homework is not to reread it, although maybe you get value from it. Um, your homework is to, to look at if you have a wait list. If you have a wait list, then you need to raise your price. And if you want like extra credit brownie points, which are totally hypothetical from Megan, do both this week and you will thank yeah. yourself. Your bank account will thank yourself in a week. So that is your money homework for this week. And as a reminder, we just want you to do one assignment. So uh, we're going to give you a bunch of homework this week, maybe five items, maybe six items. Uh, we don't expect you to do them all. We don't want you to get overwhelmed. And we want you, we want this podcast to be different because it helps you actually implement and change things, not just take in information, but actionable steps in your business to move your business forward. So um, just choose one. You can always go back and do more later, but choose one for this week. On to Michelle. <laughs> I love it. And my homework is a little birdie actually is uh, peeking me over here offline on Facebook from Responsibid. And they would love to help you, Heather, do your online clothing. So just a little just a little birdies over here saying they would love to help. Um, but uh, our homework for systems is we talked about a ton of stuff. So we talked about Made Central, Hire Who, Boot Recruit, and Calendly. I'll pick one of them. Just check out one of those for your business because anything that you implement technologically will really help you in the future. So one of those links I'll post. And thank you, Megan, for posting. I think you, you did Made Central already. So I'll pick something else. So that's my homework. Well, dang, because my homework was <laughs> to check out um, Hire Who and get off my people stage. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> check out Hire Who and check out Woot Recruit. And um, But the bottom line is what we're talking about, and now I'm getting into your area, Michelle, but the bottom line is to get it systemized and automated because Here's the thing, if a, I put that on, do not disturb. Um, if a, if your recruiting process gets stuck, like I just got stuck, but if your recruiting process gets stuck and it depends on you to move people along, you are going to lose people. And, you know, Weeks ago, we had a young entrepreneur on and he talked about millennials wanting things fast. And when it takes you the three-day weekend because you're on vacation to move the process along, you're those best people, the hungry people, the motivated people, they have moved on. So get something that will help you 
just move people through the funnel and they'll, they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. They just see that you're very organized and that you're attentive to their needs. And Heather, we always give the guests an opportunity to give homework if you want to. So if there's any homework you want to give, feel free. Okay, so one thing about Indeed, um, I have an alias, so I will not tell you who that who that name is or what that <laughs> name is, but um, I actually have an account, and so my competitors are constantly trying to hire this person, and every time that they run an ad, it, I get emails because I'm the cleaner. So I firmly believe in that because staying on top of the competition, uh, especially in this tight market for employees, is really, you know, really so important right now. I love that. That's, That's a, a good one. Undercover Heather. I love hey, it. Sneaky ninja <laughs> over there. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Love it. And our quote of the week also comes from you, Heather, and it is about prices. So I thought it was pretty good for this uh, session together today. When you raise your prices, the clients you attract are those who really need the value you offer. So keep that in mind as you're worried about prices over this next few months. Um, Look for those people that are needing the value that you offer. So thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. It was super fun. Loved seeing you again. And everybody keep fighting out there and have a terrific week. Thanks so much. I'll see you Bye. next Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific. Hey, guys. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.